June the 6th, 1944, a date etched in history as D-Day. An invasion took place here in Normandy that brought the curtain down on a global conflict that took the lives of over 50 million people. The Bible graphically portrays the human problem. War will only cease when the war is won within the human heart. responsibility of securing the western flank of the D-Day invasion was the task of the US 82nd and 101st Airborne Divisions. It would be the biggest drop behind enemy lines in the history of warfare. 13,000 men left England in a gigantic sky train of 500 transport planes. This is the market town of St Mary Glees and it was central to the whole operation. Located on a strategic crossroads which was the only route in and out of the American landing beaches of Utah and Omaha, its capture was absolutely vital. Nowadays it is impossible to imagine what took place around this church. The planes came over Cherbourg at 150 miles an hour those towing gliders released them while the rest went into a sharp descent to drop the paratroopers at the near suicidal height of 300 feet. They were scattered all over the fields and the farms of this area. Those inside the gliders fared little better. The flimsy aircrafts crash landed and dozens of them disintegrated, causing serious injury and loss of life to those inside. Many of the parachutes failed to open. Others did open, but the men landed in fields that had been deliberately flooded and never got out of the mud alive. In the back of your mind, you, 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 know, you, you wonder what's going to happen and all that. You know you, uh, you've been trained and trained and trained and what, you, what your job is going to be and what you're supposed to do. And uh, you, oh, that's what you've got to think about. You know, and we lost a lot of people that night. But... Uh, you try to put it all on your mind. Airborne drops behind enemy lines is just about as bad as it gets in terms of risk. The Allied commanders had planned for up to 80% casualties among the ranks of the airborne divisions. Moments before the 101st Airborne Division left the airfields of southern England, Dwight D. Eisenhower, the man in charge, was heard to say this, it's very hard to look a man in the face when you know you may be sending him to his death. Following the drop, a vicious hand-to-hand -hand fight took place in this square and the church of all places was right at the centre of the battle. 
Churches for so many people conjure up nothing more than images of christenings, weddings and carol services, not really desperate struggles for survival. Actually, the church for centuries has been in the middle of a battlefield. Right from the early days after the death and resurrection of Jesus, Christians have been persecuted and slaughtered. And often, the Christian church has been a place of refuge and safety for those caught up in the whirlwind of war. So what about the dummy paratrooper up there on the church roof? Well, it commemorates the life of John Steele, one of the airborne paratroopers who landed here on D-Day. As he came down above the square, his parachute got caught on the steeple. Steele was wounded in the foot by a piece of shrapnel as his parachute opened and he began the short descent towards the church. Struggling to get his bearings, he used the glow of a burning building as his navigation aid. Disorientated in the smoke, he crashed onto the church roof and was unable to cut himself free. So there he hung, paralysed with terror and at the complete mercy of the Germans. He watched, he played dead and he prayed as the slaughter took place on the square below. Finally, two snipers situated up there in the bow tower noticed him and cut the lines of his parachute and he was taken prisoner along with six other Americans. Four days later, Steele escaped through a window, got back to the front line at Utah and was evacuated back to the same airfield in England that he had taken off from quite a week. Among those who jumped into combat that night were the men of Easy Company from the 2nd Battalion of the 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment assigned to the 101st Airborne Division. They are immortalised in the TV series Band of Brothers. They carried these words on their combat jackets, we stand alone together. A rough translation of an old Cherokee word, Kurahi, the name given to the mountain back home in Georgia where they trained together for battle. Band of Brothers, three words that seem to resonate with so many guys because I think it speaks of a shared journey together in adversity, the spirit of a warrior, the heart of a lion and safety in numbers. You may not know this, but there are a band of brothers in the Bible a bunch of roughnecks that are far more familiar with manual labour than sitting in a church on Sunday. A group of men handpicked by Jesus and called into a purpose that was bigger than any of them, grafted into a divine mission to lift the fallen, fight for the oppressed, free the prisoners and love the lonely and to fill the earth with the message of a God who has relentlessly loved this world and the people in it. When the 101st Airborne jumped on D-Day, they carried with them 70 pounds of equipment. Tragically, that was the reason why so many of them drowned in the flooded fields. Among their equipment was food rations, ammunition, water, maps, morphine, and one of these, a cricket, because it sounded and looked just like one. 
Most of the assault troops figured that it was better suited to a kid's toy box than the kit bag of an elite paratrooper assigned to a combat unit. But in the pitch darkness of the Normandy countryside, they needed a way of identifying each other. So one click was met by two clicks. Simple enough if it wasn't for a tragic coincidence. The two-click sound of the airborne cricket matched perfectly the sound of a German rifle being cocked, ready to be fired. So the paratrooper who gave the one-click signal then heard the two-click reply and stood up thinking it was one of his comrades, only to be shot dead by the German soldier who was defending the towns around the drop zone. According to tradition, the early Christians who were suffering persecution by the Roman Empire in the early centuries after Christ had a way of identifying safe houses and distinguishing between friend and foe. The simple outline of a fish was how they did it. When a Christian met a stranger on the road, they would draw one arc of the simple outline shape in the dirt. If the other person completed the shape by drawing the other arc, both of them knew that they were in safe company. The Christian life is a lot more like a battlefield than a rose garden. Following Jesus is the best thing you can do with your life, but it is not always easy. Even Jesus said, trouble will come. I'm not a Christian because I get warm feelings in my heart when I go inside churches, ones with paratroopers hanging off the roof or ones without. I'm a Christian because I believe that Jesus was right when he said, I am the way, the truth and the life and no one gets to God except through me.